Tell your friends, the Mark and Max Show is back and better than ever. Oh, yeah! LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag Show. It is great to be on Life Radio. Got to be honest with you. Yeah. After uh, our excursion into the ham the other day, uh, mm-hmm. Mark and I had a blast yeah, on uh, WDJC. It was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but on the way there, okay, I have a route. I know which, you know, and they have signs now around Birmingham on the highways, like yeah. on I-20 going in. And there was a sign that said, hey, there's a... Uh, all lanes blocked on, you know, I-20, and it gave a mile marker. Right. And in my head, I was going, well, where is that? Is it past Malfunction Junction or before? Right. Because that's going to be a big where, deal for me. Where is this? Yeah. That's so your I route. Opted, I-20 is your route into right. Birmingham. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I and come so from the opposite I'm, direction. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm right there on 459, right there at it. And I, I was like, you know what? This is going to cost me an extra 10 minutes, but yeah. I'm going to do it. And yeah. I'm so glad I did because yeah. when I got to the station, what did I hear? This. <laughs> a tractor trailer overturned on Birmingham's dead man's curve Tuesday morning. It, and that happened Tuesday morning. They were still cleaning. It took them all day yeah. to clean that mess up. Yep. And dead man's curve is the inter- interchange uh, where I-20 dumps into I-59. And they call it dead man's curve because there's this huge sweeping curve right next to a ginormous cemetery. <laughs> they call it dead man's curve. The truck was hauling a reported 45,000 pounds of chicken fat. <laughs> the crash happened shortly before 11 a.m. on I-20 westbound at the 59 interchange. Birmingham Fire and Rescue Service Battalion Chief Sebastian Carrillo said nobody was injured in the wreck. Motorists uh, should expect a long, a prolonged cleanup in the area, and they did. Wow. This was two days ago, and right. when we were heading home from after 7 p.m. Central, they were still talking about it. How it was, funny. <laughs> And I was so glad I went around 459, you know, that would be like hopping on 285 in Atlanta or the Beltline in Raleigh when you got a 10 minute drive going straight, a 25 minute drive going around and going around is better. You know, this is a call that I've, when I get a call from Dave, if I'm actually at the studio and I get a call from Dave, I usually expect, Hey, I just heard there's a wreck at mile marker, blah, 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 blah. That's it's very, so I'm not surprised at all. Not at all. liferadio.fm the mark and mag show good to have you with us today we do appreciate it we know you've got choices for what you're going to listen to we do know one choice you're probably not picking so we're kind of glad that you're here with us today and just want to give you a quick thank you the uh funny thing happened on the way to work there is a stupid criminal and i thought altoona was in alabama okay for the (laughs) longest time is one yeah (laughs) i know but there's another one too and i'm thinking who did this was there like a what is it charlie the starfish guy or tuna fish guy what there was like some kind of undersea world of jacques cousteau show about tuna and i thought we were i thought there was a guy named al with a nickname tuna and it was in alabama but no there's altoona in pennsylvania he's keeping subway in business with tuna subs that's what Ah. that's it yes and it is a stupid criminal story. An Altoona, Pennsylvania man is facing charges after he allegedly was forced to call 911 on himself when he tried (laughs) to steal a truck from a car wash. Altoona police said that Jason Almeida Almeida, Almeida, yeah. whatever. He's 25. Tried to steal a Nissan hard body pickup truck at TNL Car Wash, but was restrained by the truck's owner. 
Police said the owner heard the car start and ran to the passenger door and pulled him out before restraining wow. him and forcing him to call 911 on himself. Wow. <laughs> After interviewing That sounds like our That sounds like our buddy Mike Eccles. That sounds like that's what I would picture Mikey doing. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. dragging somebody out of the car yeah. and saying, "All right, son, now you're going to call 911 and bring mm-hmm. the cops yep. to, to pick you up." It does kind of sound like that. <laughs> And while we're waiting for the cops, I'm telling you about Jesus because that's that's, right. be, that's it. You wouldn't be here if you knew him. That's it. Well, all after, the while, all the while, his right hand of you know <laughs> of love is right there. Well, actually, in his right hand is something which, if he squeezed, might puncture yeah. the guy. Um, after interviewing the victim, police said that the guy allegedly took the spare key out of the gas cap. He had wow. a spare in the gas cap. According wow. to the court documents, uh, Almeida faces, uh, faces uh, ch- uh, felony charges of theft and receiving stolen property. And he's uh, he's waiting for a preliminary wow. hearing set for later you know, this week. He's his bail yeah, set. At said the guy's got it in his gas cap. Everybody yeah. knows you put your spare key up under the bumper. Come on. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and mark have you ever seen the movie hot tub time machine no trust me it's not on my list of things i care to see no (laughs) no not really it doesn't need to be but just to give you an idea it's about a group of guys who um they're they're going you don't want to call it a midlife crisis but they're all going through a midlife crisis yeah and they um decide that one of their friends is really way out there and they decide that they're going to go to this uh winter lodge um, that they used to go to in high school okay and just to get away you know just as because one of the guys had actually tried to commit suicide okay oh, and they get him together and they're like look we're going we're going to love on you because they they're friends that go back to high school and now they're you know adults and careers not going exactly the way any of them hoped or thought and so they get together to take him and to show him they love him still you know right. that was their whole point okay so their hearts are in the right place and they get there and that night they get in this hot tub and they're having kind of a male bonding experience and what happens, but that hot tub turns into a time machine Ooh. and uh, they end up going back to their senior year of high school at this lodge. It's back to 1980, whatever. Okay? Wow. Yeah. So that's the hot tub time machine. Okay. And when they get there, you. you know, but the thing is, is that, you know, so it takes them back to where the place was kicking and everything else. Well, when these guys and when they first go to the lodge, though, before they go back in time, they show up at this lodge with all these just great feelings about what happened in high school. It was just banging. It was beautiful. There were people everywhere. Lots of nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. But when they show up, okay, 20 years later, they show up at this lodge and it's empty. There's one guy who works at the place. who's like, you know, the bellman. he's still there. And by the way, he was the dad in Back to the Future. Okay, that guy, oh. the dad in Back. To, he's the bellhop at this joint. Okay, and he's the only guy that's still there at uh, this lodge. Was he and time traveling too? No, he, that's the whole thing. He's not in oh. real life. They go oh, when okay. they show up in real time. Gotcha. The place is vacant, and there's nobody there. Wow! And he's the only one. There's one guy left from when they were there twenty years earlier. That's sad. And it just kind of, and it just reminded me of Tuesday. So I just kind of thought, you know, it was one of those moments where I thought, wow, we lived this <laughs> just the other day. <laughs> it was great seeing Justin. It was, yes. <laughs> he's a nice man. I love Justin I Brown. love Justin. And I know that he's got family and friends that are listening to us here, and we yeah, appreciate you. So much. But uh, being able to be there and see Justin Brown again. Yeah, it was And great. really, he's, he was there when we were there. I brought mm-hmm. him in. I actually yeah. the guy that hired him. 
Yeah. And I did it because he's the most talented guy I knew in radio mm -hmm. yeah. who had never been given a true opportunity to show what he could do. Yeah. And yeah. as soon as he got that opportunity, look, he's been there 19 years. How about that? And also yeah. Todd, uh, our buddy oh, Todd yeah, Dixon, Todd. the wow. engineer. Engineer yeah. Todd. Yeah, he had, a, he had a preschool son last time I saw him. Now his kid's like a, he's in radio or TV. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's working as a, like a field reporter for some TV yeah. station. Like, wow. It was in Dothan, yes. And, uh, yeah. and, and sadly, if Todd Dixon hadn't been wearing that Grizzly Adams beard, he'd look the same. <laughs> liferadio.fm it is the mark and mag show and uh, by the way all day long great music hopefully you'll enjoy it like we do yeah. um it when you if you download the app uh, for liferadio.fm where you can listen to the mark and mag show and great music all day long i will tell you mark and i were messing with it earlier <laughs> yeah. he turned he hits it it's like he starts playing right away i'm like well that it's kind of like turning on the radio you <laughs> hit the button and it's there okay yeah, it works that way it's, when i use it is pretty when, awesome when i use apple carplay in the car oh, and see i just did it here and i just yeah. I gotta stop it uh the yep. uh, i i use apple carplay in the car. i hook it up and i hit i tap the little icon ding it starts playing I mean, it's yeah. just like tapping on radio. It starts playing. Mm -hmm. And everybody's so, got Android Play or Apple CarPlay in their car nowadays. Or you've got the yeah. cable you can hook up, the aux cable. It's so right. easy to listen to. Well, so I told you, you know, it, for a long time, uh, Hannah, you know, she has the little adapter, you know, for her yeah. phone. She's always listening to it. And I'm like, life radio is right there, baby. You're not listening. <laughs> well, you're listening to Christian music. And I appreciate that. I think that's awesome. You but, see that little icon? Please. That's us right there. <laughs> That's, that's, I know you don't want to listen to me, but come on. You like the music? Uh-huh. Ours is better than yeah. that. <laughs> and, and the only begging you hear is when I'm begging you to tell me what's for dinner, okay? So there is no begging on this. Just go for it. Yeah. Hey, so Access, there is begging. Download the app, please. <laughs> and when you get the app, uh, tap on the little menu. This is pretty cool. I don't know if you know this, but there's a menu you in the upper left-hand corner. Yeah, that's right. And tap on the menu and rate the app. Go ahead and give it five stars on the on on your store, on whichever store you get it from. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. You know, it is great to have you with us today. We do appreciate it. But I got to crack you up, Mark, because you and I, uh, you, me, and Justin, the other yeah. day, we were talking old radio stories. Oh, and yeah. I think Todd might have been there, too. Yeah. Because we were talking about how every radio station has a fat guy that breaks chairs. <laughs> and each one of us had a story because well, what's funny is we all have at, known them. <laughs> at earlier parts in our career, we were the skinny young guy. Yes. And now now we're the guy they worry about you uh -huh. know it's like oh man yeah we gotta get a new steel we gotta get a steel reinforced chair what's this cheap thing made out of steel you know it's like they're breaking all over the place come on and justin said that they went through all this work getting just the right chair that you know they they did all the, they got multiple bids from different and they bring in this new chair this is the unbreakable chair this you know what if there was still an apollo space program this is the chair they would have taken to the moon and uh, they bring it in and justin said i'm trying to adjust it the very first day i'm sitting in it i'm moving around and i go to adjust it and the arm falls off oh, that's like, funny <laughs> that's and we amazing. all have it every yeah guy who's been in radio for any length of time back before computers took over if you know somebody they will tell you the story of the fat guy that broke the chair yep and yep. now we are the fat guy that broke the chair <laughs> that's us life radio.fm the mark and mag show where ontario federation of anglers and hunters mm -hmm. i'm thinking ontario yeah now 
Ontario. Where is that? Is it's, that Canada? It's Canada, eh? Okay. Yeah. Let me tell Well, I got to tell you. See, there's an Ontario in California. Yes, true. And you got a great race track to, there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was going to ask you if you knew that. Yeah. All right, good. Because every time I see Ontario, I don't think Canada. I think that racetrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Okay. But okay, this good. Is, this, <laughs> this is not about moose racing on the on the, on the the uh, oval. No, it's not. <laughs> I was thinking they're trying to Rocky and Bullwinkle, you know, and squirrel and moose. This Saturday, moose racing at the big oval in Ontario. No, it's not go. that. Okay. The Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters needs some help. They they need your help tracking the movement of wild pigs. So if you're one mm. of our listeners in Ontario, listen up. The Federation wants volunteers to sign up for their wild pig surveillance program. Wow. <laughs> no, you're not going to be sitting in a tree with binoculars watching wild oh. pigs. The program supplies a small camera to help with the early detection of invasive species like the wild pigs. The Federation stresses that this is not a hunt. But but to help trained professionals remove the species, those who successfully apply for the program will get a kit and must install that trail camera as quickly as possible. Time is of the mm-hmm. essence. Uh, okay. Volunteers must keep the trail camera baited and will be sharing their contact information with the Ministry of Northern Development, Mines, Natural Resources and Forestry uh, so they can follow up if the pigs are detected. Now, All right, Mark, here's they're an invasive species. You said yeah. that this is not a hunt. <laughs> well, not now, with a gun. <laughs> I'm, but the, they're going to remove them. Yeah. So how do you, rem- you, you don't, rem- wild boars are not to be trifled with, man. No, they're not. No. I mean, you talk about invasive. Uh-huh. The, these guys, if there was one that got in my house, all my animals would be dead. My wife and I would be up in the <laughs> attic with my shotgun and he would go ahead and tear everything else. It would be a gutted community. Okay. <laughs> Well, I've heard people tell stories about ha- encountering wild boars when they're out hunting, you know, and, and climbing trees, running, getting away from mm-hmm. them and the like. I, did, the I heard it. You know what? I was at a men's group meeting when a guy talked about meeting a wild boar out in the middle of nowhere. Uh-huh. And he was talking about the time he met me at the lake. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mag Show. Every now and again, you will hear us make a crack about... Yeah. You know, living in a living in a van down by the river eating government cheese. Okay, it's just one of those things that pops out every now and again mm-hmm. because it's just I, I don't if it came from uh, I don't know if it came from Saturday Night Live and Chris Farley and his character the you know the motivational guy. Mm, I think it did. Uh, yeah, that he developed at Second City in Chicago before right. he made it to TV. I don't yeah. know if that's where it came from. I don't know if somebody said it before then, but I will tell you this: his character of Matt Foley, who by the way. Based on a true, not the character, the the name Matt Foley is actually a real guy. Wow. Um, who actually is a priest. And huh, uh, Chris Farley just loved him so much Aww. that when he came to see uh, Chris Farley on stage at Second City, when he was doing the character, he gave it the name Matt Foley. Oh, that's awesome. And, it, and he kept it all the way through Saturday Night Live. And he the Matt, the true Matt Foley, sitting in his pre, his priestly outfit, talks about that. He that's said, yeah, funny. That's gave great. me a good laugh. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So that's where the whole floor, uh, you know, yeah, living cheese. in a van down by the you know, river, river eating government cheese. cheese. <laughs> yeah. Well, a Florida cheese importer going to be spending the next uh, next eight years in prison convicted of stealing thousands of dollars from two employers 51 year old matthew welty was convicted of a count of grand theft a first degree felony and must repay over four hundred and sixty six thousand dollars 
He also wow, placed, what kind of cheese, man? I'm telling you. He also faces 20 years of probation. The Lee wow. County Sheriff's Office said Welty worked for Bang & Soderland Trading Incorporated, an international dairy products trading company. He was a 15-year employee. He entered transactions into the computer as business expenses, then made 110 checks out to himself between 2013 and 2020. As investigators wow. probed that first case, documents indicated a veterinary group in Bonita Springs hired Welty through a temporary employment agency, and while there, he wrote three checks totaling $11,515 and forged the vet's name between September 20th and October 6th. So he was convicted of criminal use of personal identification, a second-degree felony, with his second employer. He was sentenced to eight years in prison, followed by seven years of probation, and those those sentences will run concurrently with the other charge. He's got wow. To, he's got to pay back that eleven thousand five hundred fifteen to that that group as well. So he's deep uh, into it. Yeah. So this guy is is crazily moving forward with his scheme <laughs> and gets. Think about it, Mark. He was not even at that vet place for a month. He was there mm-hmm. for sixteen days. Yeah. and steals eleven thousand five hundred fifteen dollars. Yeah. What was he thinking? Well, he wasn't, I guess. I guess he wasn't. Oh, my word. I I don't even know where you begin on that, but I will tell you that probation is going to trip him up. I'm glad he's going to prison because, you know, you think about it. If you're going to steal all this money, mm. okay, and you're going to go to prison, if you were going to prison, you know he doesn't have the money. I right, mean, they're yeah, not getting yeah. that money. No, so they got to wait till he gets out of prison to get the money. And then how's he going to pay it back making a minimum wage? Because that's right. the only job he's going yeah. to be working for a pet grooming service, you know? Pretty much. How did he get near a checkbook? <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag Show. The soundtrack for your life playing all day long. Great music will get you in a great mood, that's for sure, all day long. Mm. Um, Mark and I are both dog people. You all know that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, And by the way, don't I don't hate cats. We have a cat, too. I just don't right. talk about him very much because he <laughs> he told me I couldn't anymore. <laughs> We got really mad last time we talked about him. And you are know, you so. that shy of people who would write us and say, "What do you hate, cats?" Are oh you, n- no, are you? <laughs> no, he he actually had a chat with me the other day, and you know, after he's down there, you know, tearing your pants all up, he's like, all right, dude, fine, here, I'll go. Yeah, I, I bought him the wrong kind of canned evaporated milk, Mark, and oh, apparently, you? yeah, I bought the uh, I bought the generic brand, and it just did not satisfy him, so. He goes up to his little milk thing, looks at it, hits it with his paw. No, I'm like, no. Like, you better watch out. I'm going to let Hank get you, man. <laughs> that was the best thing that ever happened, you know. But Good now, the, but the cat has figured out around this big bulldog, you know. It's like, yeah. so he gets up on the countertop, and, yeah. and Hank, being all dog, if I'm in there, Hank will come, come on, pup. Hey, 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 you know, the cat's inside. I really want to play with the cat, but the cat's up. I can't get him. Can you please get the cat down for me? I just want to lay on him. I just want to hit him with my paw. I just want to play with my cat, and he won't come down and let me play with him. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, my God. So the How cat, did this happen? This is the cat playing with the dog now <laughs> yeah it's just terrorizing him because the cat finally awesome. figured out you know i got you you can't reach me up here <laughs> this is how this is how cats end up in trees though by the way yes. they keep going up higher and higher and higher and then they look down and go ow oh oh yeah that's why i'm gonna let hank outside with him <laughs> he does get on the other side of the chain link fence park and looks at him you know uh-huh. and it's like that little that little paw is just he gets him right in the face and hank's just but i really just want to play with you come on let's just play i just really like to play with you that's awesome. I'm not playing with you. 
It's like, you know, not that cats are evil no, or they have Satan in them or anything no, like no, that. No, They're just very different. But you've got a dog, <laughs> yeah. and the dog says, oh, it's so good to see you this morning. I'm sorry I was snoring. I, I hope my gas doesn't bother you, but I would love for you to just pet me on. Oh, yes, right there on my ear. I love it when you do that. And then the cat comes in and says, you got the wrong milk. <laughs> the Mark and Mac Show. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show <laughs> but you know mark yeah a couple of minutes ago when i was talking about dogs and cats yes living together mass hysteria <laughs> i'm not trying to be mean but you know what i did think about you were telling me about um that dog what's the difference between dog owners and cat owners? oh it was you were just telling I, me this. yeah i thought saw it on social media the other day the difference between okay. dog owners and cat owners is that dog owners wishes wish their dogs could be people okay yeah oh, that'd be a great pal you know right Cat owners wish they could be cats. <laughs> See, that's a perfect That is the deal. But you know what I was just thinking? I always picture vegans as being cat owners, you know? Oh, yeah. And But if you're a vegan and you go to the store to get cat food, I do you get vegan cat food? Because I'm looking at the... the I look at these bags because my cat will only eat certain ones. He won't uh-huh. eat the ones that have tuna. He wants the ones that have something else in it. it has, or maybe it is tuna. It's, I know this. It has stripes running through it. And that's what LaDonna goes, Dave, you got on the wrong kind again. I'm like, it's in the same bag. She goes, no, it's not the, it's the same brand, but you need the one that has a little, you know, on the picture on the thing, it has stripes yeah. going through it. I'm like, what is it? The, the shrimp is, you know, oh, I have to get the one with lobster for him. Is that what it is? You know what I mean? So all I can think of is in all the bags that I've looked at stuff, you know, I'm like, hmm, tasty seafood. Oh, and I, I have to wonder, would vegans freak out at that? Would they lose their cookies? If you go to the store, can you hear that argument? Yeah. They're in there discussing this with, you know, the, the person who runs the cat department at any mm-hmm. given store. And it's like, but this all has meat in it and we can't feed our, our cat is vegan. No, he's not. No, Your cat's no. a cat. There's, liferadio.fm mark and mac show all right a couple minutes ago and we got to finish this is like an educational yeah, it's, it's, it's I'm feeling very strongly about yes. this on liferadio.fm by the way go to the main website you've got the daily bible reading you can catch on to us there um just you can start at january 1 if you want or pick up today and it's reading the bible in a year it's very cool um also great music all day it, we call it the the uh, every story, every life has a what is it, Mark? I, I, <laughs> every, they, every story should have a soundtrack. Thank and, you. And we're playing yours right now. It's a soundtrack. That's what it is. Yes. And you would think that you know I've written liners and everything else. You'd think I would know that by now, but if I don't write it down, I actually have a, a sticker right here on my side of the computer, and it says Mark Congleton, your partner. Okay, he does. Like, yep. Well, what is this M&M thing? I thought that M&M cup had M&Ms in it. What's up with that? You know, it was rough the other day on DJC because there was no monitor between us. I mean, I know <laughs> it was wide open. Yeah. Like what in the world? I never looked at you, but you know, I, know. I kept saying my it was Mark. You know what was really funny is, you know, in our studio, Mark and I have our own setup so yeah. that we have our own, you know, uh, computer stuff. Like yeah. if he wants to go online and go yes. shopping for dog yeah. food, he can uh-huh. over yeah. there. 
I was, you know, I'm going online. And I'm like, well, I was looking at, you know, I realized that whatever I put on this computer on this mm-hmm. side of the studio, he has to look at and right. he has no control yeah. of it. So you can, tell it was the show, by, you can tell it was designed by a guy who's got control of his own TV at home, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody I watches what he's going to watch. And, you know, no kids, no cats. That's yeah, right. this is it. If it doesn't, if it doesn't have a guy named Jake or a fat man in it, we ain't watching it. Yeah, I got you. So. Anyway, so at some point in time, I realized Congleton has to look at whatever I'm putting up there. So I went to a Bradley GT fan page <laughs> thing did. and, and just put up pictures. Bradley GT is a kit car from the 70s, all right? One after another. Oh, that's a good one. I love this yeah. one. Oh, I, I, you know what? I don't like those with a long window in the back. I like the short yeah. ones. I had the short window. Yeah. That oh, was look, mine. here's one with Jay Leno in it. I mean, oh, God. <laughs> and it was like he was driving the Flintstones mobile. His head was poking up over it the top. Was. It was crazy. It was worse that was, than me and the Miata. Yeah. That was, you know, so funny. I spent so much time and money getting my bradley gt just the way i wanted it and it was it would oh it had a porsche engine this thing didn't weigh a thousand pounds had a 225 horsepower engine in it okay mm-hmm, yeah it was awesome <laughs> and the first time i take it out you know beyond testing to actually drive it down the road like i'm going someplace i thought my head's hitting the roof i can't see where i'm going <laughs> I feel like I'm going to die. It won't slow down. I shouldn't have done the brakes myself. Why did I put the transmission in? I'm going to die. All that time and energy spent to make the car of my dreams. And it's a nightmare. Do you really want to go down the road at 70 miles an hour in something that the last time you designed it, it was a go-kart with your brother and pals where the brake was a two-by-four piece nailed into the side of the go-kart? LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Max Show, cruising along, singing a song side-by-side, because we can. There you go. You know, Mark, uh, there was something that uh, we were going to do the other day um, when we were on DJC, which it was a load of fun. Yeah, if you're just yeah, joining yeah. us, we were talking about it we're earlier. Blast. It was it was it was a great time seeing uh, Justin and Todd and mm-hmm. uh, talking to so many of you on the uh, on the air while we were there. It was mm-hmm. just uh, a real load of fun. Just want to tell you, thank you. Um, hearing the jingle, though, oh, yeah. uh, the Mark and Mac show jingle that you put together, it was just really cool because uh, we have a theme song that was made for that particular station. Yeah. And it just it was just really cool to hear the whole thing without having to edit out, you know, or cut <laughs> different or things. Yeah. 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 It's the way it belongs. You want to hear it again? I got it right here. I think we have to send money to John Bird when we do that, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, can hit it. Was there a royalty program involved? I didn't I know. I don't that. know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hit it! Early in the morning time, I wake up to two friends of mine. Marking back, well, that's their names, and praising the Lord, that's their game. Corning jokes and lots of free food, guaranteed to lighten your mood. Lots of great by the ton who said Christians can't have
awesome. Just love it. Bird oh, did a that's great so job cool. of that. He really yes, did. he did. That jingle has always, you know, the one thing you remember, we were doing a, uh, a revival tour and I can't remember exactly what church and I apologize for that, but we had the group strangers and pilgrims oh, yeah. with us that night Miguel and, and they get up, yeah. they get up on stage and start playing the theme song. And I thought, oh my goodness, you know, what effort just, there's some people that are talented, you know, and there's yeah. other people that, you know, think they are. And every time I'm, I think I might have some kind of, t I get around people that actually are talented mm -hmm. yeah. and realize, you know, God blessed me with a lot of things and I'm thankful for them, but that wasn't one of them, you know, <laughs> just, so there we have it. The Mark yeah. and Max show in a nutshell, mm -hmm. the jingle. And, and by the way, there's a part in that song that it sounds like he's singing hot tubbing. It's heart tugging. Heart tugging, Just yeah. Wanted to throw that out there. And smelly, my mother in law. <laughs> smelly dogs. Oh, the dog. smelly dogs, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just remember having to explain jokes, all this to my mother in law back in the day. Jokes and lots of free food. Free food. And, and yeah. I, I was, we played that the other afternoon and I thought, where's the food? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need some food in here. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was what was that was what was missing. I didn't realize. Yes. I just forgot. I apologize, Mark. I, man, oh, I missed my day. Well, people were calling us on the phone, but nobody was bringing us food. There you go. <laughs> we should have. We well, I don't. In this day and age, I don't know if you can do that anymore. I don't know. I think you'd have to have a, a secret circus, a secret service background check to be able to get in the building. Yeah. It was kind of funny when I did, uh, when I was sitting there in the studio and the hotline would flash I'm like, ah, and then you look over and if somebody shows up at the front door now, yes. it's like there, I felt like Iron Man was going to show up That's because funny. Yes. you could see who was at the door and I'm going, Hey, wait a minute. Is that Ant-Man? No, it's a delivery guy. What's he delivering? All of a this sudden, a little window would open up on a screen, and you'd be able to see the camera at the front door. It, that, it, was, it was crazy. It was like we were living in a time warp of some type, but it was all so much fun. It was. And, and, I, and we know that a lot of you are listening today because you were not even aware that we mm. were doing this. And so, welcome in. It is yeah. the Mark and Mac Show. This is LifeRadio.fm. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know we we've talked about dogs and cats living together mass hysteria the whole chaos <laughs> thing but you know there is a, a family in philadelphia mm. they lost their family dog oh, and yeah. i can't imagine what that would be like i mean for real it you know if you don't have a pet that you're close to a dog or cat or whatever i mean especially a dog because you know, cats kind of have their own thing. You know, yeah. If you don't see your cat for a little while, you don't really sweat it. But a dog, yeah, yeah, you, yeah do. you do. You really do. Yeah. And a Philadelphia family, fortunately, was reunited with a dog. A dog who vanished from their yard two years ago when he turned up unexpectedly on a stranger's porch. A resident identified as Renee said her family Puggle, Teddy, and another dog, Mimi, vanished from their Philadelphia backyard in, in November of 2019. The family posted about their missing pets on social media, searched the area, came up to, they came to believe the dogs had been stolen. Renee said she was left depressed about the missing pets until she received a phone call last week from the Philadelphia Animal Hospital. Hospital officials said Teddy had been brought in by a stranger who found the canine shivering on their front porch. The dog was identified by his implanted microchip. Veterans say Teddy's in good health. And uh, the, the, the vet, Morgan Agnew, says, I think he was in pretty good condition, just had some mild skin issues. Renee says Teddy's settling in at home again. He's the boss of the house, she says. We really <laughs> missed him. Uh, she said Teddy's wow. return has reignited her hope that Mimi will also be found. She said she's keeping wow. hope alive. 
little worried about this. They had the dog chip, right? Yeah. So why did it take two years? <laughs> well, somebody had to find the dog and take it to a vet. Who they don't have like a chip. tracking thing. I know. Uh, I thought when you had like the tracking chip, it had like an RFID thing in it. Yeah. And you just go to your phone and like, you know, find my no, phone app. It's no. like, oh, find my dog. <laughs> there it is. Then that's what you and I have to create. That's what we'll win. Mark, find my dog app. We oh. need to do this right now. Oh, imagine the combo package. The find my dog app and the bacon scented candle. Woohoo! LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac Show. And I want to go back to something very quickly, Mark. Okay. And I'm just because you and I being dog guys, and mm-hmm. I know it's kind of a dog on show today, but <laughs> I really did think, and I'm not joking, I really thought that when you got like the, the, uh, tracking thing on the dog okay yeah i really did think that that it had like that little you know little antenna on the inside of it that if your dog got lost you could just you know pull it up and there he is Mm. and you know i know they have different things because i've done a few stories about the apple stuff that they have where you can tag your important stuff and find Uh out where it is because they're being used uh, by the way those little dot things are being used by people who are Mm. um yeah uh tracking not tracking women yeah yeah, Yeah. tracking women and it's like oh my goodness it's just technology has gone so far but you there are ways by the way if that's a concern of yours apple has a thing that will detect those if you're being followed by the way yeah but anyway let you know on your phone if somebody's tracked if they if there is one of those devices that's near you that doesn't belong to you it'll let you know right yeah and you need that if you're if you're a, a woman and you're yeah. out, you should have it. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I hate to be sexist about it, but we're not playing the politically correct game here. Yeah, reality this is, is real life. I, yeah, yeah. So I just kind of thought with the technology we have today, I really did think when they put that little chip in the dogs and cats that that's what happened. That it was somebody steals your dog. Now, by the way, concerning the fact that all of our dogs up until Hank were you know rescues or things yeah. like that, I didn't understand that I would never pay that kind of money for a dog and you know, dog breeds that cost a lot of money mm. and you do bond with them and they become a part of your family. It's just, you know, like everything else, the price is not in part of this, but right. good grief. Can you imagine if you spent a couple thousand dollars on a dog and you raise them, they, you, you take them to the vet, you do all those things. And then, you know, some schmo comes by season and takes it. And mm. you went to the trouble of having him chipped. And now you go to the vet, where's my dog? And he's like, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> What do you mean I chipped him? I thought that's what this did. Are we not? I, I saw this in the movies. Come on, man. I saw this in Mission Impossible. It came out 15 years ago, and it worked on that. We don't have that now? Come on, Mark. Sadly, no. It's the They actually have to have the dog in the office, and they have a, a, yeah. a device that they scan the dog with in the office. <laughs> Next they, thing you're going to tell me that I can't buy an Iron Man flying suit. That's what you're going to tell me, because I know that if I had the money, I could have one, right? Um. Are you sitting down? Yes. Uh, the answer to that would be no. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. You know, Mark, you and I have had fun with so many things over the years mm. that, okay, I'm going to use the electric cars as an example okay. because I, I've always thought there had, there had that in our world that we could have created something, you know, better than the internal combustion engine running on, you know, gasoline. Mm. I've just always thought that. I thought there's got to be something better than this. Right. And again, not from the standpoint that you might think that I'm one of these green guys. I am, but not for the reason that 
people think, okay? Yeah. I just know that there's bound to be a way to run your car on water, okay? But they're going to prevent that because of how many jobs will be lost. You realize that electric cars, you know, when you drive down the street of any city, you got 25,000 people in a city, you got 10 auto parts stores, Mm -hmm. and they all serve (laughs) internal combustion engines running on gas, okay? If you all of a sudden were to convert to something else, that didn't require all that do you realize how many jobs would go away and it wouldn't take long so mm. i'm just throwing it out there but anyway whenever i see an electric car story it dry it does gather my attention yeah and i think how cool is this mm. men take electric vehicle for a record-breaking ride yeah a pair of adventurers set a new brace yourself guinness world record <laughs> by, take, by taking a 97-day, 35,770-mile journey across the United States in an electric vehicle. Rainer Zietlow, a professional long-distance driver from Germany, and Derek Collins, he, they began their journey on July 13, 2021 at Volkswagen's U.S. headquarters in Virginia. The man drove their Volkswagen ID4 through 49 states before ending their journey on October 18th back at Volkswagen headquarters. Guinness announced yesterday that the trip officially set the world record for longest journey by electric vehicle in a single country. Zietlow and Collins said they visited more than 600 Volkswagen dealerships during the trip and made more than 200 stops to charge the vehicle's battery. Quote, the record not only documents the ability of the ID4, but also to the actual readiness status of the charging infrastructure in the United States, says uh, Zietlow. Wow. Good. I think. Yeah. Interesting. So there's a lot of places to charge. That's one of the biggest, uh, biggest things. Yeah. You know, how far can I go and can I get it charged anywhere? Yeah. But in reality, you know, if you looking at a if you were looking at this and i get that i think it's a really an interesting way of going about promoting something i do yeah. but you know when i look at a car i think about how far do i have to drive to work you know and, yes. and can i charge it there and that kind of yeah. thing or will i you need know? to will i need to charge yeah. it there yeah that's right yeah, that's what i think and is there going to be a chart will i need to charge it before i can get home yeah. yeah that sort of a thing here's what stands out for me in this story they visited more than 600 volkswagen dealerships how often was that thing breaking down? <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And you know, proof positive that we don't miss everything because I'm sure some of you have already heard this story. I didn't, okay? Mm. I I heard it. It was like a background thing. And I know that I this popped up somewhere about a sleeping burglar, okay? Right. And all I could remember, you know, we were talking about the Iron Man suit that I wanted to buy that I can't buy. And I thought about Robert Downey Jr., you know, <laughs> going next door and falling asleep in somebody else's bed, you know? Uh, I remember back, that. Before yeah. he got sober, just yeah. so we're clear, which uh-huh. was a long time ago. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> this, co- this, this burglar helped the cops, Mark. He did. It happened in Jordan, where police responded to a report of somebody breaking into a hospital pharmacy. When they got there... They found a man lying on the floor. It was the burglar. And apparently he'd been so nervous about committing this crime. He'd taken three sleeping pills to help him calm down. And before he could escape, he fell asleep. (laughs) Now, I want to know, did he have those ahead of time or did he get those and take them while he was there? (laughs) Either way, either way. He's a stupid criminal. (laughs) 
liferadio.fm, The Mark and Mac Show. And, you know, one of the things that has become kind of a theme for us uh, over the last several months has been fitting in a Guinness Book of World Records story at least once a day, okay? At least. And it really goes back to, and I remember, you know, the other day when Braylon had book day, you know, where they um, actually, they bring the books to the school and they walk through the area and they can buy them, right? Yeah. When, when when I was a kid, book day was the day they gave us a flyer to take home. You know, it was a little paper <laughs> thing that you would, or, you know, you would show it to your parents and they would yeah. circle what you could get. And then they would send that with you with the money. Yeah. And now it's not like that. Now you actually give your kid money and <laughs> yeah, like I keep thinking if he's like me, he's coming home with a bunch of candy and a comic book. You know? <laughs> exactly. The smart kids are coming home with, you know, Nancy Drew or the Hardy Boys, but nope, not my kid. He's got a bubblegum, a Hershey bar, and what was that? Dumbo? Okay, good. <laughs> anyway, so the Guinness Book of World Records book was the one I always wanted, though, because oh, they had yeah. the picture of the fat twins, you know, oh, riding yeah. the, the mini bikes and stuff like that. They packaged, Just always cracked me they up. packaged it really well. They, they made it yeah, very they attractive to the young yes. male mind. Just like, ooh, I got to see what's in that book. <laughs> got to have that. That's right. And a lot of the world records are impressive. The athletic ones are really impressive, you know. Mm-hmm. But then there are ones like this one that are less impressive and more... Yeah, an Iraqi man became a Guinness World Record holder by balancing 18 eggs on the back of his hand. Ibrahim Sadek took on the record in Nasiriya, in Iraq, and managed to equal the one previously set, uh, set by Jack Harris of the UK in May of 2020, and that made him the new co-holder of the record. According to Guinness, Sadek said he became fascinated by the art of balancing after watching a video of a man stacking rocks in nature. He said, uh, it was amazing to watch. I started balancing stuff around me and discovered that I was really good at it. After a while, I became even faster in balancing than the people I watched online. Sadek said he practiced four days a week while preparing for his record attempt. Quote, you need to have a high level of focus when attempting such a record, which is difficult to achieve. Add that head to the the pain and pressure your hands go through. I needed to be ready for that moment. Well, Guinness <laughs> rules they required Sadek to keep those eggs in place for at least five seconds without dropping any of them. He says I can't easily describe the secret behind the art of balancing, but what I can say is that it needs a lot of patience, focus, and a sense of calmness. Wow! <laughs> Just wow. <laughs> You know, one day he's going to parlay, parlay this into a job doing um, Walmart I, greeter. I don't know. We're headed down the Walmart way. Watch me balance eggs. Come on down. <laughs> Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings. Only on liferadio.fm.